0: Forget facts. Forget logic. Forget everything that seems real. Just trust. Believe.
1: This deals with out-of-body experiences I've had. In particular, one that has traumatized me quite a bit. In my late teens, I bought a book about inducing astral projection. I don't remember what it's said to do, but I know it was looking to induce a sort of body-humming or buzzing feeling. Night after night, I tried to no avail. But it turns out the book was helpful, because maybe a year later, I woke up in the middle of the night, and my body was buzzing, just like the author had said it would, and I knew what was happening. I remember getting excited and thinking this is the feeling I had been looking for during my astral projection journey, and then whoosh, I slipped out of my body. I sort of hovered there, parallel to my bed for a minute, in shock that it was actually happening, and then I thought I should try to move somewhere. I floated up to my ceiling and touched one of the glowing star stickers many of us had in our childhood bedrooms. Then I turned around and saw myself sleeping. I thought that was a little freaky and I had enough for this session then I somehow reattached to my body. I have never been successful at astral projection on command, but there were two other instances where I woke up buzzing, and each time it happened, I got a little braver to travel farther than I had the last time. On my third trip, I floated above my house and felt the winter air on my body. I thought it was so great until the fourth time. My last trip was several years after the first one, and started like all the rest. I woke up in the middle of the night to the buzzing feeling. I felt myself starting to slip out of my body, but I couldn't actually complete it. I somehow felt stuck. I was conscious and awake, but I was not part of my body because I couldn't move it. I couldn't even open my eyes. All I could do was hear and feel what was around me. I could hear all of the normal sounds of my room and I could feel my bedding. I was trying not to freak out and panic but somehow I didn't feel alone. After a few minutes of trying to keep myself calm... I felt the tickling of stray hairs on my face. I have long hair, so I am used to that feeling, but it was kind of torturous not being able to brush them away. Then I thought the hairs were touching me at odd angles for them to be my own. Oh my god, could someone be leaning over me? Just as I had that petrifying thought, I heard it the unmistakable sound of a mouth opening inches from my face. It was 100% a mouth opening. I heard dehydrated lips parting and drawing back over teeth, and then I heard the sound of a tongue moving around as it started to protrude out towards my face. I felt humid breath. I hate even remembering this. I must have blacked out or passed out from terror. When I came to, I was thankfully back in my body and alone in the room. But I found that while I was unconscious, I had lost control of my bowels. I was terrified of going to sleep for a long time after that, and while I haven't had another out-of-body episode in many years since then, I still suffer from insomnia and am very afraid of it happening again. I feel like it's only a matter of time before I wake up buzzing again and I dread what will be there waiting for me when it happens. It is a complete mindfuck when one of your most basic human needs poses such a terrifying threat. I wouldn't wish it on anyone.
0: Two experiences to share with you. The first one happened when I was around 12 or 13. I had been hanging out with a close friend of mine, Nicola, and we decided to go to our local town and spend what little money that we had, probably out of boredom and probably because our parents had recently agreed to let us go on the bus into town alone. We ended up at a bookshop. I think between us, we had a few pounds left. So we clubbed together and ended up buying a spell book from the TV show Charmed. It was in the cell section and we could afford it. We flicked through the book and saw that there were a few spells that we could try together. So we rushed back to her house as her parents were working and all her siblings were out. I can't quite remember what sort of spell we had chosen, but I remember that we had to have a white candle, an apple, and a knife. We gathered up everything that we needed and we sat in her living room, on the floor, with the candle lit. Nicola took out the apple, sliced it, and read out the words in the book. Within moments, everything changed. The atmosphere felt thick and claustrophobic all of a sudden. I looked at Nicola and her entire face was twisted into some kind of wicked smile as she looked around in the living room, grinning like some kind of maniac. It just wasn't her. I knew in my bones. It was terrifying. It was only when she picked up the knife, I thought, absolutely not, and managed to stand up. It felt like I was wading through water as I made my way to the front door and grabbed the handle. As it opened, I heard Nicholas say, Kath? Where are you going? Why are you opening the door? I turned around and she was sat there with a puzzled look on her face. The atmosphere had returned to normal. And for her, it was like I was sat there one moment opposite her on the floor and the next I was by the front door. She had no idea what I had experienced. I think we just decided to watch TV and never really talked about it again. Now, as a practicing witch, I can only assume that there was some really negative energy already in that house. And when we did that spell, it took its chance on my friend. That's why to this day I cleanse every house that I practice my craft in. I never want to experience anything like that again. Now my second experience I have for you today happened around six years ago when I was 24. My best friend and I, her name is Ellie, had decided to move out of our homes and into a place together. We decided on a big old house that I believe was built in the early 1900s, possibly before. It had incredibly high ceilings. It was spacious, very Victorian looking. We were beyond excited to move into a house together. And the first few months were great, but over time, things kept happening. The first time I realized there was something strange going on was when I would try to sleep at night. I remember that I would be laying in my bed, and I would be frozen in fear, as I felt like if I dared to turn my head and look towards the bedroom door, I would see something that I really didn't want to see. I felt like I was being watched, and that any slight movement would alert this thing and make it aware that I was awake. Not long after this, I was upstairs in my bedroom, alone in the house, and I heard the front door open. It was this big, heavy wooden front door, and the sound of the key entering the lock would echo throughout the house. It would squeak as it opened, and then as it closed it would make a loud banging noise. It was a very distinctive sequence of sounds. It was early in the afternoon, and at the time Ellie worked 12-hour shifts and normally wouldn't be home until at least 8 p.m. I picked up my phone and sent a quick text saying, You're home early. Is everything okay? I assumed that she had come home from work due to some illness. She replied within seconds. My stomach flipped as the reply said, Huh? I'm still at work. I quickly fired back. Oh my God. Someone is in the house. I just heard the door open. Being the person that I am and realizing that if an intruder had entered the house, Ellie's cats were downstairs with them, I rushed downstairs, ready for a fight. I hurled myself down the stairs and, as quickly as I could, I burst into the living room, ready to go crazy on whoever had decided to enter my home. There was no one there. I checked the living room and the adjoining kitchen. I checked the downstairs bathroom, and then rushed into the garden in case they had heard me coming and jumped over the fence. There were no signs of anyone having been there at all. It was empty. A few weeks later, I had a boyfriend staying over at the time. We'll call him Chris for now. I woke up in the morning to a text from Ellie, who had gone to work. The text read, Everything okay? So I responded, Yeah, of course. Why? She responded, Well, I got up in the night to use the bathroom and I could hear you and Chris arguing downstairs in the living room. So I just wanted to make sure everything was good. This was strange because my boyfriend and I had gone to sleep around 10 p.m. and hadn't woken up until the morning. I told her this and she rang me immediately. I swear to God, it was around 1 a.m. I could hear you and Chris having a heated argument. I was about to come down and check if you were okay, but I thought I'd leave you to it. I replied, That wasn't me and Chris, Ellie. We couldn't believe it. We were so weirded out by all of this. There was another similar occasion where Ellie had got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and heard someone watching TV, which wasn't me, as I definitely had been asleep. A few weeks later, Ellie and myself were hanging out together in the house. I went up to my bedroom. And just to quickly explain the layout, you would go up the stairs and there was literally a small square of landing with a hutch in the ceiling to the attic. Then there was the door to the bathroom, my bedroom door, and Ellie's bedroom door as well. It was really small. I froze as I came to the top of the stairs and decided to glance up before going into my bedroom. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. There were footprints on the wall above my bedroom door. Black footprints where you could clearly see toes and soles of feet. I called up Ellie. We both looked at each other and exclaimed, What the fuck is that? We discussed everything possible that could explain how there were footprints above my bedroom door. It was as if someone or something had been in the attic and had to use that way to get down, as there wasn't a stepladder. It was terrifying. It made sense with everything else that happened that there was some sort of entity in the house rather than an intruder. That same week, I received a text from Ellie when I was at work. I knew she was at home as her mom had come to visit her. The text said, Are you okay? To which I replied, Yeah, I'm fine. Just busy at work. Her response was chilling. Fuck. My mom and I are watching TV in the living room and we just heard you come in and go straight upstairs. To which I replied, What the fuck is going on, Ellie? I'm at work. It was very bizarre. And luckily, just as the entity decided to get bolder, we left the property and moved somewhere else. I've never experienced anything like that since. I sometimes walk past this house when I'm walking my dog and think to myself, I wonder if the people that live there now have experienced similar or worse.
1: When I was a teenager... My mother and I lived in a townhouse that was located off the main road in a small city. It was surrounded by trees and a ramshackle house next door that looked straight off the set of a horror film. The townhouse was two stories. The upstairs had a small T shaped hallway that led to the two guest rooms. My room was to the left, next to the bathroom. The room to the right was for the rare visitor or family member who might sleep over. I'd say the hallway was only about five steps long. It was probably around nine thirty or ten at night when I was awakened by the sound of someone walking from one end of the hallway to the other, clapping softly. It would go from the doorway of the guest room to mine. I've never forgotten the cadence of the noise. 15 or 16 years later. My bedroom was directly over my mother's bedroom, so sometimes she could hear me walking from my room to the stairs. We texted if we were on different floors of the house. I had been awake for about a minute or two, listening, when my mom texted me. Can't sleep? Restless? I texted back, asking if she could hear the clapping. She responded, What are you clapping for? I just hear you pacing. Go to bed already. I sat up and stared at the hall from my open door, and it was as if whatever was out there knew the jig was up. I heard the clapping stop outside my door, and then it walked back to the guest room. Silence. I waited, coiled with excitement, because I loved the idea of a ghost in my home, and after a brief moment, I flew out of my bed and hurried downstairs to explain what happened. My mom rolled her eyes. She wouldn't finally believe it for another few weeks. Soon after that, whenever we would sit in the living room, we would hear someone walking from one side of the bed in the guest room to the other, restless pacing. We started to hear glasses being moved in our cupboards. Our favorite came to be when we had guests because they'd always be glancing at the ceiling. We would smile with knowing glee when guests would sit in the living room and ask, Is there someone up there? It only came into my room once. I heard it walk in and stop on the side of the bed I slept in. I didn't open my eyes. I was tired, but I quietly and firmly said, if you want to be here, that's fine, but this is my room and you are not welcome in here. I felt the air shift, and as crazy as it sounds, it almost felt sad, like an apology. I felt and heard this presence walk out. The most it ever made a scene, though, came a year or so after moving in. I was sitting in the kitchen, which had a direct line of sight to the hall that led to the garage and my mother's bedroom. I heard the door to the garage open and close, and when I looked up, I was chilled a bit when I saw no one was in the hall. It was impossible to enter unseen. Our ghost had never opened doors before. It just liked to circle the guest bed, wander the halls, and sometimes move the glassware as if it were getting a drink. I immediately called my mom at work and told her what happened and that I thought someone was in the house. I've been through a lot of things that a person shouldn't, so I didn't necessarily feel afraid. I felt more annoyed and offended that someone was in my house. Lacking any sense of self preservation, I grabbed my favorite kitchen knife while I was on the phone and went down the hall, calling out, You picked the wrong house. I am absolutely not afraid to fuck you up. My mom wasn't as calm on the other end of the line. She was nervously urging me to get the dog and go. She said she'd meet me at the mall and was leaving work immediately. Her bedroom was empty, her walk-in closet dark and undisturbed. So I grabbed her dog and left. We chalked it up to the ghost wanting more attention than usual and moved on. Another year later, I moved out and my mom called me a few hours later after I left to tell me the ghost was throwing a fit. The garage door kept opening and closing nonstop. She was convinced our spirit friend was mad that I left since the commotion had started shortly after doing so. She went out to the garage and put me on speakerphone. I apologized to the ghost for leaving, said it needed to stop, and told it I'd visit before I left the state. My mom said it slowed down and eventually stopped about an hour after the call. She said it felt like it was pouting. My mom moved out a little while after that, but we still talk about the ghost or our ghost fondly we love that guests heard or experienced things while at our old home and i hope that whatever lived there has found peace and moved on
0: Every time I tell someone this story or think about it, I get goosebumps. I'll spare you some time and avoid the lengthy post of details and hit the key points. A few years back, my son and I visited a historic landmark near our home. It was the Nemacolin Castle in Brownsville, Pennsylvania to be exact. I personally have had experiences with ghosts in the past, and I wasn't opposed to having experience in the castle as it was well known that it was quite active. It was featured on My Ghost Story, if you're familiar with the show. For the intro, the tour guide told us about the history of the castle, the families that had lived there, the tragedies as well. I'll admit I forget some of the other details, but I remember her encouraging photos from people on the tour. She mentioned the possibility of capturing ghosts and Mentioned the shadow man that often was photographed. Moving along, we went throughout the castle. From the top level to the bottom. There were a few rooms that I had feelings in, but no sightings. However, I think they're worth mentioning. Room number one. We were taken into a nursery. It was furnished as it would have been way back when it was occupied by the original owners. The story was that a child had lived at that home and passed away suddenly. Her playful spirit, however, remained. I believed it to be true because prior to the story, I swore that I heard a child laughing as we made our way down the hall. Room number two. This room had large windows and a small bed off to the side. The moment we walked into the room, I imagined a woman laying on the bed, older, and slowly fading away. Her deathbed, if you will. The tour guide proceeds to tell us about a woman who lived in the room. I had to ask, what was her story? She replied. She passed away in this room. She actually died in that spot right there in the bed. At this point, I'm thinking, okay, I'm in tune with the spirits here. I'm expecting an experience. While there were many other rooms besides being creepy, I don't have much to say about them, so I'm skipping those details. We took several pictures, as everyone does when you visit a haunted house, or hospital, etc. We even had a tour guide take a photo of the two of us. I didn't review any of the photos until going home, as I was mostly concerned with enjoying the tour. When we left, we discussed our time in the car. We exchanged our eerie feelings, confirmed that this place was indeed haunted and wished that we had seen something, maybe. That night, my son went to sleep, and my wife and I were laying in bed watching TV. We were discussing the tour, and I heard a man's voice outside of our bedroom window. The window was closed, and it was wintertime, but the voice was so loud, from screaming, I could hear, You shouldn't be here. Are you out of your mind? I then heard another man yell, There's nothing you can do. I actually became irritated and opened the door to the balcony so that I could go out and see these men to stop them from arguing in the middle of the night by my home. I'm telling you guys, when I opened that door to find complete silence, nobody standing around, all of the hair on my body stood up. I knew something was going on. There was no way that these men just ran off that quickly. I would have seen them. The street is too long both ways, and my home stood alone. I heard arguing, and two seconds later, complete silence. It didn't make sense. My wife was pretty spooked, but I told her, don't worry, they must have left. We decided to get some sleep. In the middle of the night, I had an experience that was absolutely insane. I was having a nightmare that a man was attacking my wife. She was so upset and frantic, calling for my help, and I was fighting this man off. Now sure, we all have nightmares, but here's the kicker. I woke up, and I couldn't move. I was experiencing sleep paralysis. All I could hear was my wife next to me crying and trying to speak, but her voice sounded muffled so I'm fighting this weight on me so that I can try and help her. I finally can move, and I kiss her on the forehead and tell her, it's okay, I'm here. I look over to the clock, and it's 3 a.m., and without missing a beat, she says, I was having a nightmare. This man was attacking me, and you fought him off. But when I woke up, my body was stuck, and I couldn't move. I couldn't look around the room, and I couldn't speak. I kept yelling for you, but nothing would come out. That right there freaked me out so bad, because we both had the same nightmare and experienced the same sleep paralysis. I knew it was something from this place we'd visited. Something bad followed me home. I finally got out of bed after talking to my wife, who had no intention of going back to sleep. I offered to go get us both some water. I returned to bed, and we continued talking until somehow we both drifted off back to sleep. The next morning at breakfast, we were just silent, both very freaked out, wondering if this was going to be an ongoing thing. My son comes down to join us. He says, Mom, when did you leave my room last night? My wife looks at him strange and says, What? I wasn't in your room last night. He kind of laughs and says, yeah, okay, mom, you definitely were because I remember you waking me up to lay down in my bed. You were rubbing my hair and you kissed my forehead. It was 3 a.m. I felt your hair when I rolled over and I went back to sleep. Listen, when he told us that, that was about when I lost my mind. You're telling me the same exact time that we were being haunted, something appeared to our son in the form of my wife. Listen, I don't understand it at all. But to this day, it still scares me. What's even crazier is later that day, I looked through the photos that I took and there was a picture of me and my son with the shadow man, this super tall being between us. So at this point, I'm like, man, I I got to make this thing go away. My wife kept complaining about the weird stuff happening in our house. I promise you, our house would be so dark inside. Even with the blinds open, it seemed like the light wouldn't even shine in. It got so bad that one day, I just got fed up. I was home alone, and I remember yelling like a crazy person, saying, you're not welcome here. You're messing with my family. It's not okay. This home is protected by the Lord. I had enough at this point. Shortly after, this huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. And the home. The light finally started shining in as it had prior. It was crazy to me. So there you have it. The craziest experience I ever had and I'll never forget. Until I die, it will always be with me and I still want to know who it was and why. It doesn't make sense.
1: I'd like to share my story about my childhood home and how I'm still affected to this day. I lived in a trailer when I was a kid, up until I was about 13, along with my younger brother and my parents. There was nothing unusual on the outside of this trailer. It was white with yellow trimming with a shed by the yard. There was also a huge tree near the front yard, along with some rose bushes. For the most part, living there was fine, until one day, I was playing around the trailer and found a pile of animal bones in the back. At first, I didn't think much of it. I assumed an animal had passed away a while ago from natural causes, or perhaps another animal had gotten to it. I forgot about it and moved on. Weeks after that, I started hearing footsteps at night. I always thought it was one of my parents walking around, as they would usually be up later than us, but when I would take a peek, no one was in the living room. At the time, I shared a bed with my brother, and I slept by the window facing the doorway. I could see the living room, kitchen, all the way down the small hallway, and the door to my parents' room. I started feeling a presence at night outside of the window and inside the trailer. It felt like a man and a woman, the woman outside and the man inside. Whenever I felt their presence, I always sensed pure anger from both of them and never understood why. The footsteps became more frequent and then I started hearing voices. I remember one time reaching for the doorknob to open the bathroom and it slammed shut on its own. I opened it to see if my brother was messing with me, but no one was there. My brother would tell me he would hear voices too, and when we got separate beds, he would tell me how much he hated sleeping on his because he could hear screaming and felt like the bed was shaking when he would close his eyes. We had a cup with ridges on the inside and It was really loud whenever you stirred anything with a spoon. Well, one night, I heard someone stirring something in that cup and woke up to see who was being so loud. At that moment when I looked up, I saw the spoon stop moving and no one was there. I waited to hear footsteps to see if it was one of my parents, but it was silent. Eventually, when my younger sister was born, We moved into a new home, and I was relieved to think that we wouldn't have any more of these encounters. Until three years later, while I was washing my face, I heard and felt in my ear someone whisper in a mocking tone, Hey. I got so startled that I fell into the hallway trying to run out of the bathroom with soap still on my face and everything. When my mom saw me, she asked what happened As a side note, I never really told my parents about the encounters at the trailer. I was nervous to tell her, but I had a feeling that I had to let her know whether she believed me or not. She looked pale and then told me that she has also had scary experiences, including my dad, who would feel like he was being pinned down at night while he tried to sleep. She told me that they never wanted us to see what they had found when they first got the trailer. It was a mattress in the master bedroom. When they flipped it over, it had bloodstains. They immediately threw it away. I was shocked but kind of comforted knowing that my brother and I didn't go through this alone. We kept hearing voices, footsteps, and seeing orbs after that. I once heard my mom call out for me, but when I answered back, I heard nothing and realized my mom wasn't home at all, but at work. I also started having nightmares where I would wake up with bruises on my arm. I was becoming more depressed and anxious. I continued to feel the male presence, as if he was getting enjoyment from seeing how tormented I was. My sister started to be affected by it all too, and I couldn't take it anymore. I started searching how to do cleansings for my family and I in our home. My grandmother on my dad's side was a healer of sorts. I would feel her with me every now and then, and she even gave me the courage I needed to get rid of whatever negative entities were tormenting us. The cleansing was successful, and I haven't felt anything weird since. I was traumatized by this whole ordeal and still struggle with depression and anxiety from it. I hate the dark and being left alone, but I'm currently working to overcome this.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Odd Trails. This week, you have
1: heard My Frightening Out-of-Body Experience by Candy My Experiences by Catherine The Ghost Upstairs by GT Something Followed Me Home by Will And finally Childhood Home That Haunts Me Today by anonymous
0: All of the stories you've heard this week were narrated and produced with the permission of
1: their respective authors And always if you have any stories you would like to hear on the show go ahead and submit them to us at stories at oddtrails.com you can also follow us on Instagram at oddtrails podcast We like to have fun on there so don't miss out Andrew Andrew Andrew. Would you like to have the honors of doing this episode's outro story? That <laughs> made me think of uh, Crash Bandicoot. When, he got, when the guy goes, Crash,
0: Crash, Crash. I don't know if you get that reference. <laughs> anyone else out there? I love Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do want to share a, a short story here. This one was from Rodrigo. It's called, I think it wasn't my grandfather. I never had the chance to meet my grandfather, He lived in another state and had Alzheimer's, so even if I did, I wouldn't get to meet the him my father remembered. Two years ago, I finally traveled to the house where he once lived and where his wife still lives. She's a very sweet woman who loved him during his disease, until the day that he died, and even accepted one of his only requests before he became far too ill. I want to be buried at home. The first thing I saw when I arrived was his grave. It was at the edge of the garden, very small and simple, but there. I spent the whole day in his library, a small room in the house filled with philosophy, religion, and secret societies such as Freemasonry. He studied all those things, and through notes, pages, and documents of research, I was finally meeting him. Night fell quickly without me even noticing it. The room had two chairs, one of them close to the door, and the other at a desk on the opposite side of the room. I suddenly felt someone at the other chair. A chill went through my body. I felt like crying, running, screaming. And then I heard a step, or maybe a creak. I'm not sure. And everything felt empty. When I finally looked, no one was there just an empty chair. But when I looked through the window above the desk to the garden, I saw a man, skinny just like my grandfather looked in his last photos. He didn't move. He didn't make a sound. I again wanted to cry, to run, to scream. My eyes became hazy with tears, and I pressed my hands against each other. When I look back into the garden, no one could be seen. When I told my father this, he laughed it off and said that it was probably my grandfather saying hi, looking at me, reading his books. But now, two years later, I sometimes still dream about that figure, standing there, a little curved, eyes that I can't see, but that are no doubt looking at me. The more I experience these nightmares and think of what I felt at that house, I'm sure that that thing, whatever it was, wasn't my grandfather.
1: Holy smokes. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The fact that the author of the story thought back and didn't think that it was actually his grandfather, Mm -hmm. this whole time I was thinking, okay, this could be his grandfather's kind of making his presence known, but... There's a very good chance, I'm just spitballing here, the whole shapeshifter thing. I know typically it's like animals to humans, humans to animals, but there's got to be some entities out there, some nefarious creatures, if you will. I wouldn't be surprised if this was some sort of demonic thing that was trying to throw this person off into thinking it was his grandpa. It's it's not outside of the realm of possibility, is all I'm saying. Little tr- A little trickster demon, you know? Yeah, exactly.
0: I think that it's probably some kind of trickster demon. Maybe it's trying to trick him into coming outside. Maybe there's some kind of danger out there. I don't know. Uh, maybe it is just trying to mess with him. But honestly, when he, the way he described it when he talked about it being, uh, like, standing there a little curved, eyes that he couldn't see that were no doubt looking at me. That's sinister. I don't think of that as a loving grandfather looking upon you as you're reading his books. No, There's something very, very creepy about that. So thanks for sharing that story with us. That was a really great story. We just couldn't pass that
1: one up. I like that. I like that. Yeah, short and sweet, short and sweet. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of Odd Trails. Hope you all enjoyed yourself. Yeah, thank you so much for continuing to tune in each and every week. We hope you tune in again next week for a brand new episode. Stay safe. Peace.